her to a few things. I like kind of opened up my messages with just Thanksgiving and obviously Thanksgiving to uh, Church of the Harvest. Um, not a better church to youth pastor in Cleveland. Bottom line, and there and there's and there's a lot of places. There's a lot of places, and I, I didn't just say that. I had a, I have a dear friend of mine who is also a minister, um, and he travels all over the world. I think he's like in India right now, and uh, preaching, doing some revivals, huge stuff. And um, he came into Charlie's the other day. Was getting some lunch. I got to talk to him. I hadn't seen him in a while, and um, he was asking how things were here going and stuff, and asked how Pastor Ron and Pastor Hank how they were doing and. Uh, and I don't want to say his name because I want to get him in trouble um, because I know he, he's really tight with a lot of people. But um, we got to talking. First of all, he said, man, don't you sweat when you got to preach there on Sunday mornings? Because Pastor Rhonda, I mean, she is like Michael Jordan, you know, <laughs> of like the Bible. You know, so it's like, watch me, you know, do free throws when she comes. You know, she slams dunks and does windmills and stuff and stuff like that. But that's in my own terminology. But he said, you know, you probably sweat a little bit. I was like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was a little intimidating, but, you know. God is good, but um, he said, uh, he said, uh, he said, he kind of looked around, he kind of did one of these numbers, kind of looked around and said, there is not a better church to youth pastor at, and um, I didn't say that, he said that, and um, and he and he's an awesome, awesome man of God, and um, an awesome, awesome person, so I mean, like, that kind of, I mean, I already knew that, but when, coming from him, I mean, that, that, that says a lot, and, um, and so, I appreciate this church, appreciate you, Pastor Rhonda and Pastor Hank, and just everybody who's made us feel so welcomed um, from the very beginning since we've been here. And um, God's just been, it's just been so, so great. I just can't picture a first youth pastor job being being any better. Um, just the bottom, bottom line. I mean, opening up, um, I've, I've heard of horror stories, you know, from, from mentors and, and those kind of things. And so I, I, haven't, I haven't had to experience any of that, you know. And so, so I, I'm, I'm just so incredibly thankful to be a part of this church and um appreciate this guy back here austin chadwick right does a lot of stuff daniel sales driving hours to come here just to run sound right awesome awesome guy uh josh castleberry incredible man of god man coming to be an awesome worship leader i mean when i first got here i could sense the anointing right on his life and then uh and then just after week after week it was just like it was just more and more and more and greater and greater and just appreciate all the people i've been able to uh come in contact with travis and christiana sally great great couple become great friends of ours and uh appreciate their friendship even though we haven't hung out as much lately because we've both been pretty busy but i appreciate their friendship so so much and look up to them and appreciate them and obviously i'm thankful to be married to the most beautiful gorgeous anointed woman of God in the entire world um, what is that about what is happening oh she knows okay <laughs> so thankful for so many things amen are you thankful today and we, we we got it good we got it real real good let's turn to John chapter 6 real quick it's going to be verse 39. So you should be proud 
of our youth pastor because now we are giving, we're starting a new series on Wednesday nights, and we are we are giving our kids basically homework, biblical, biblical homework. We are. I told them Wednesday night. It's not enough to say I know it's in the Bible somewhere. It's about time you start saying John, you know, James chapter two verse, you know, and uh, so so we're giving we're giving homework starting Wednesday night in a little a little series that we're doing called Controversy Part Two. We did a series on controversy when we first kind of started out, and we just talked about topics, issues that are just kind of controversial. No one wants to you know kind of take their stand on on certain issues. So Wednesday night, I'll just give them topics, give them abortion, whatever, this, that, you know, what does the Bible say about this? Uh, opinions sound nice and are eloquent, but, you know, it ain't the truth, right? And so, and so we're really, really pulling out of them uh, to seek after the truth. And, um, you know, the truth will set you free, right? Amen? And so, and so that's going to be really, really fun. I know they're looking forward to it, right? Amen. Amen, yeah, wow. Um, John chapter 6, verse 39, let's just read through this real quick. And then I'm going to rant and rave for a little bit. And then I might tag Pastor Ron. I don't. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You better listen to the boss. All right. Verse 39. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept praise from man, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have done in my Father's name, and you did not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe if you accept from one another, yet make no effort to obtain praise that comes only from God? Um, that's verse 39 through 44. And dude, I like trying to come up with like, really cool titles, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't nail one the other day, you know, I just couldn't come up with, with one on this one, so, and so I know Austin will probably, he'll, he'll pull out a statement, put a title on it, or whatever, and that'll be like, cool and great, so I should, probably should have called him, but, um, here's the deal, I'm just gonna kind of rant and rave for a little bit, but I really feel like it's something that God's kind of put on my heart to share in this moment, you understand what I'm saying, like, I could preach something great, and make you feel good, and hoop and holler, but is it going to make you make the right adjustments in your life to get closer to God? Not exactly sure of that, right? And so, and so with, with words like this, um, it's, just, it's, it's kind of a different feel. And I, and, I and I hope you have an open heart, an open ear, and uh, just hear me out for just a moment. Let's just open up in prayer just for a moment, and uh, we'll just dive into this. Lord, we, just, we come to you today, and we open up our hearts and our minds, Jesus, we open up our ears to hear you in a new way, Jesus. And uh, we're not satisfied with just church as usual and just, and just going through the motions. But God, today we want to hear something fresh from you, Jesus, that you would awaken something fresh in us, Lord, to, to push forward and to grow closer to you in your name. Amen. All right, here's the deal. For so long, this is like kind of like one of the maybe titles I was kind of want to come up with. For so long, the church has been a place where you receive, right? Here's the deal. It doesn't take much. If you give me a gift, I don't really have to do much, right? But just have my hands out and just, just accept it. I don't have, I don't, there's not a lot of work. There's not a lot of effort in it. A lot of people in the church today come to church to receive. That's great. There's a lot to receive, all right? You should come ready to receive some great things. Unfortunately, 
uh, over the years and generations, the church has grown into a gimme, 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 I need, I need, where's my blessing? You said this and I haven't got it yet. You know, put it in the microwave for three minutes and it should be ready, right? And I need a steak, dinner, and shrimp right now. That's why I can't stand people coming to Charlie's. And I probably said this before. And if it's you, I'm sorry. You know, people come in, they want to get a steak, all right? They want to get a 12 ounce steak. They want to get it well, right? They want to get this and that. You gotta understand, a well done steak gonna take about 15, 20 minutes. And then they're looking at clock about seven minutes and then they're griping at me like I'm cooking it, right? And uh, you got to understand, if you're asking for something, for something good, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a little time. I mean, if you want, if you want to get something quick, you can go to McDonald's, you can grab a burger. That's what I try to say. To, that's what I want to say. To, like, dude, if you want your food in five minutes, you should have just went to McDonald's, son. Get you your burger. Jeez. You come in here and freak out about your 12-ounce well-done steak. Man. Right? So if you, I hope you understand what I'm saying. If you want something great and wonderful and precious from God, it is going to take some time, right? And you just coming in one Sunday and then going out and never coming back again, saying, hey, I tried, I did my thing. You understand, this thing takes time. I, don't, I can't even tell you. I feel like I've been in church like forever, you know, and, I, and I'm young and, I, and, and I've been doing this for a while, but I can't get enough of it. You understand what I'm saying? I've, I've never just hit the pinnacle. Man, it is every day. Every day I want something more. I, I don't care how long I have to wait, what I got to go through. It's worth it for Jesus. And that's the mentality we got to take. It's not, it's not, when am I going to get it? Why is it not here? Why is it not happening? So instead of coming with the mindset of receiving, we've got to come with the mindset of perceiving. Perceiving who God is. Okay? Receiving only means to attain, to take something, to acquire something. To perceive something is to completely be knowledgeable of. Right? And you can come in here and receive God's goodness. Right? You can receive God's presence. You can receive God's spirit. All those things are going to happen. Right? But then there comes a time when you've got to understand and perceive who God is. Right? You've got to begin to understand the nature of who God is. God isn't just going to give it to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you're just going just, just to throw it down on you and, just, and there it is, right? It takes those who diligently seek him to be rewarded, right? You're not just going to just be rewarded just for just showing up and just receiving. You're going to be rewarded for diligently seeking who God is. Amen? So for so long, I mean, we received, we received, we received. I think it's kind of putting the church in a little bit, little bit of a bind because they're having to give, 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 give. And unfortunately, the way that I, I believe that the church has been giving is, is, is kind of flaky. I don't know how to say it, not to, not to step on too many toes. It's been kind of um, manufactured. You understand what I'm saying? It's been, it's been kind of put together. Huh? Instead, of, instead of 
20 years ago, you prayed until the presence of the Lord came up. Instead, now we use talent and sound and lights and this and that. And 20 years ago, you would have heard the greatest preacher. And now it's, hey, you know, if you act good and you be happy, you know, and put on the facade, you'll do good, right? You're a champion, right? Huh? Amen. Great. And I believe there, there is just a completely different mindset we got to take on. Amen. A completely, there's just got to be some kind of download we've got to take from God and just completely trash out what we've been given. Dutch Sheets, right, at the conference, and I've heard them say this before. He's saying, he's saying to a, a, a majority group of young people, right, he, he's up there, and I guess it was his day to preach. And he doesn't even preach. He just cries, like, the whole time and just talks about life. He talks about how he things he messed up in, what he did to fix those things, how, how he's been able to keep the faith and keep the fire. And then he looks at our generation, right, and he says, I'm sorry because we've handed you a mess. Dutch sheets, right? And um, I refuse to be the generation that says, hey, not my fault. You guys handed us a mess, right? I refuse to be like that. All right, because right now there's a generation who is like that. They've given up on God because, hey, you know what? Our fathers, you know, couldn't really do it, couldn't really keep it together. And, you know, I don't really know about this whole God thing. And this is really what I want to talk to you today about is that people in my life and people in this city have given up on God because of something that someone did. People that I've had the opportunity to witness to at, at my workplace under Charlie's have given up on God because of somebody's unfaithfulness, right? Yeah, I talked to a gentleman. He said, I would go to church, but the last time I did, I saw the guy that I knew who was cheating on his wife, and he was praising, worshiping, and, and, and trying to lead the whole congregation and different things like that. And just basically just is done with God, done with church, done with all that. And to my response was, it's a shame that you let a person lead you astray from God. Because he, ain't, he wasn't God. Right? Right? He, like, like, when he dies and, and goes to heaven, you know, God, you know, he's not going to, he can't put the blame on anybody. It's just going to be you and God face to face, right? Right? It's not, it's not going to be, well, Pastor Rhonda said this, and, you know, and I tried. No, it's just going to be, what did you do? Right? And so, and so for so long, I believe there's just this entire society of people who are bitter, who are sour to the things of God because of something someone did. Ain't that the truth? And ain't it a shame, man? It's just a horrible thing that someone would give up on God because of something someone did. I know people personally in my life who have given up on church, given up on the whole thing because of something someone did. And really not even anything too crazy. Are we the body of Christ? Yes. But we aren't God. And our generation doesn't need a bunch of people who think they're God. Right? Our generation needs a bunch of people who say, hey, dude, I messed up too, and I found Jesus, and he fixed it. 
right? Hey, I, I, I wasn't perfect either, and I ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm making adjustments too, but I found the answer, and it is Jesus, right? And, and that's the mentality we've got, we've got to be able to take on, and, that, and that's just the absolute bottom line. And, and pointing the finger and, and saying this and that and gossiping and everything that just gets in the way has got to stop, and it's got to stop with us. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, a lot of us like this kind of message. Like, oh yeah, I know that person. My goodness. Oh, I wish they were here hearing this. My goodness. But the message of changing the church has got to start with us. All right? The church isn't this right here. You know what I'm saying? Church isn't isn't the doors, isn't the paint job, isn't the building, the walls. When someone brings a message and says there's something wrong with the church. We have all got to look inside of us because we are the church. And it doesn't take, it doesn't take a genius, a rocket science to, to look, at, look at the church of today and say, hey, man, there's a few things that are messed up. I'm like, well, duh, you know? But I ain't just going to sit back and point the finger. I ain't going to sit back and blame people, Right? We're not just going to sit back and just blame people and point at this generation and point at this, at this denomination and point at this church movement and this and that and what this pastor did and let a lot of people down. We've got to be, we've got to be the people to make the change. That's the bottom line. And, if, and, and I hate it when people have, have, a, have an issue with the church, have a problem with the church. It bothers me so much, man. I, I don't go to church. It's just, it's just People are just hypocritical and it's just, it's just kind of fake. And it's just, I don't know, it's a little too frilly-frilly, and it's just not real. And I hate, I hate it when people critique the church as if they have authority to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, don't, you, you, don't, you could care less about God, but like, you're critiquing his bride up and down, right? You could care less about Jesus and everything that he did, but you want to throw stones at his bride, right? I, ha- I hate it with all my heart. And I, and, I, and I hope none of us, none of us would ever, ever point the finger at a denomination, at a certain church movement, at a pastor or, or someone who has who risen and has fallen. Because God forbid any light be shown in any dark places in our heart, right? There's just, I, I can't, I, can't, I don't know if I can say it right, but there has just got to be some kind of mindset in the church where we don't just sit back and see what we can get and point fingers and have this little church club, but we begin to be a people who are violent, who are active, who are alive, who are pushing forward, who are conscious of God every single day, not just Wednesdays and Sundays. Receiving is great. Perceiving is greater. Because, my friend, you and anybody else on the face of the planet can receive from God. But it takes those who want God to perceive who he really is. And those people who have a problem with church and people, and this may be you today, right? You may, you may, you may have a problem with church. You may have a problem with the whole God thing. And I can guarantee you it's because something someone did. 
you got a problem with the church because something someone did. Someone messed up. Someone didn't do something right. Right? Someone someone didn't do their church notes, you know, their Bible notes right, their preaching notes right. You know, someone kind of messed up. You know, forgot this scripture verse, you know. And and if and if you allow someone someone messing up to be your example of who God is, then you I mean you you've completely missed it and just absolutely disqualified yourself for ever really truly knowing who God is. Can I be honest? I don't I don't come to church because Pastor Ron is preaching. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be great. I know she's done her homework. I know, I know it's going to be absolutely right on to the T, perfect. But I don't come to hear her preach. I come to hear that bad boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't come, I don't come to hear Mike Davis sing or Chris Vernon sing. You know, I'm not, I'm not throwing low blows at anybody. I don't, I don't come for that. I come for God. I come for Jesus. And, and, and if, you let, if you let someone like me give a lousy sermon and you kind of just, just give up on God, then you've missed it. You know? and, 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 if, and, if you, and if you're kind of just, you, you've been out of church and you come back into church and, and, and they don't play your favorite song, and you, and you just kind of like, you know what, I tried. <laughs> you know? They didn't play Holy, Holy, Holy. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. If that's it, if you're leaving here going, I, I don't know why they sang those songs. They didn't do nothing for me. I don't know why she preached that. That's just, that, that was any, anywhere for me. Hey, bottom line, there's going to be Sundays like that. Can we be real for a moment? There's going to be Sundays when Pastor Rhonda preached something and it hits this person over here and it don't hit anybody else. And if everybody else has got a problem with it, then you completely miss one person who just got and got their life changed. You know what I'm saying? God, God left the 99, right, to get the one, right? And you got, and you got to be aware, there's going to be moments in your life man, where, where God is reaching out to somebody, and it ain't all about you. Come on now. We've got to make adjustments, right? We've got to make adjustments. We've got to be mature. We've got to grow up a little bit, right? And I'm the young one speaking, right? <laughs> hey, what you talking about, son? What you talking about growing up? This is a shame that people in the earth today have a problem with God and have a problem with you because of something someone, a person, did. And I told this young man that I was witnessing to, I said, dude, if you want to know God, you can. That's just up to you. I said, you don't even got to go into a, a church building on Sunday morning. I said, dude, if you got a Bible, man, you lock yourself away and you just, and you just give God the opportunity to get to know him, it'll happen, dude. I mean, he got a new job. I haven't gotten in contact with him. But I feel like the conversation went great. You know what I'm saying? But there's so, 
so many people on the earth today, and there's just a completely, this whole group of people who don't like God because of what they see on TBN. And there's good stuff on TBN. I ain't, I ain't bashing everybody. And there's good stuff on Dave Star. But there's some people, there's some people that just, just kind of done with it because of stuff they see on there. Right? And they're kind of done with church because of stuff they see in church. Right? I remember I used to go to, I remember I used to go to some church services. And this might be bad of me. I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I remember going to some church service and somebody, somebody be saying, oh, God is in here. Don't you feel it? And I'd just be like, Where, where's he at? Where'd he go? I'm sorry. I just, I didn't, I didn't, was it, he must have just walked right through or something. I didn't, I just missed it, man. And people have a problem with that because they know it ain't real. You feel God and you, you got people doing this. Hey, you might get freaked out with people who worship up in here and run and jump and shout. But hey, bottom line, you don't know where they came from. You know what I'm saying? You don't know where they came from. You don't know why they're running. You don't know why. Come on now. You don't know why they're jumping up and down. Shane, like, my goodness, won't you calm down? Don't you know that's the last song? Don't you know Pastor Ron is about to get up and pray? Why are you trying to throw everything off, man? Bottom line is, you don't know where I've been. Come on, I've been running because something set me free. Come on now. Jesus. Come on, I felt God today in worship, man. I thought it was so awesome. And, and unfortunately, can I be real again? Right? I see, I see people doing this number, you know, right? And then go right back out, you know. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Get a little rest in, huh? Get a little rest time in. I tell my youth all, this all the time. Worship is up to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God didn't come down in the Old Testament and like round up the animals and like slay them for them, you know, make sacrifices for them. No, they took action, got things that were valuable to them, made sacrifices unto God. And, and, if, and if you, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, but if you want to just come up in here and just, and not, and not think it's a very big deal to worship God, that's, and not really feel anything, well, it's probably not, it's probably because you haven't really done anything, right, for him lately. And, and if you're wondering where he's at and you haven't felt him come down and do anything, well, you probably haven't really done anything for him. Right, and so and so and and if and if you're sitting around waiting for God, then you ain't never going to really get it. But if you're willing to come in here and sacrifice, you know, a little pride, come on now, come on, spin around with your hands up, right? You got to be able to do that. Hey man, I didn't. I didn't grow. This ain't. This ain't some third generation Church of God of Prophecy of Jesus of Nazareth. 
Methodist, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a country boy whose parents are like, I don't even, I don't even go there. You know what I'm saying? And whose grandparents, yeah, okay, all right. I ain't going to go there. And some of you might say, man, that boy must be Pentecostal now. He's just passionate. He likes to dance and he likes to jump up and down and shout. No. I just love God. And I've been set free. Huh? And his mercy has just absolutely overwhelmed my life. And his grace and his provision has overwhelmed me. And I don't shout because of some kind of denomination. I shout because I want to give glory to Almighty God. And come on, don't let a denomination sticker determine how you praise don't let don't let how you've been raised determine well we're baptists and we don't i mean i kind of grew up you know you think about it you know and you meditate you know you kind of take it in god is still god you know what i'm saying i don't care what you were raised in i don't care i don't care well I, my culture you know we just we don't really do that you know we're just really more receptive and understanding and, and theological and feel it philosophical, you know, we like to think things out and write things down. You know what I'm saying? And you haven't really, really got a hold of God. You know what I'm saying? You had not really got a hold of God. Because if you really get a hold of a man, you, you, you start running with Tommy. You know what I'm saying? You'd be up here with Pastor Rhonda, keeping her on her toes. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. That's the bottom line. I love it because Karen used to say this because her generation and, and, and people are kind of older than her say, you know what, I just can't wait to get to heaven because I'm really going to worship. I'm going to be in that glorified body and I'm just going to worship him. It's going to be glorious. I'm just going to dance for days because he's going to be worthy and all that stuff. I love what Mama Karen says, man, I love what she says. She says, that's great, but he's still just as much worthy now. And you can talk about when you're in heaven and how it's going to be, and it's going to be glorious, and there's going to be gold roads, huh? and there's going to be gates of pearl and all this stuff, and it's just going to be awesome and great and glorious, huh? and you're going to ride waves and do crazy stuff and walk on clouds, whatever, and fly around. And you're just going to freak out. You're going to be doing like backflips in worship, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be like, Doing all this crazy stuff. That's great. But he's still just as much as worthy. Huh? And so you can talk about then and 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 afar from now and, and just receiving. Or in this moment now, you can perceive God. And dude, I don't know what it is about stepping out and just worshiping him. Come on, I mean. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And you can't get in contact with God and not learn something more about him. You can't, you can't sit down and, and, and pray and read his Bible without learning something new. You can read the same chapter over and over again, and you can learn something different because of it's coming from the mouth of God. And so if you want to go through the motions, you'll go through the motions, right? And if you want to go through the, through the tradition, you can go through it. That's great. If you love it more, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you're looking at your clock, wondering when we're going to get out, you know, like, my gosh, it's almost 12. i got to get to Ryan's. My goodness. That line gets so long, and I'm so hungry. 
Got to hurry up. People start zipping up their Bibles. I'm like, bro, if Golden Corral was that important, you shouldn't even even came in the first place, right? If, you, if you're willing to zip this up and throw this off to the side and get you a little buffet, I mean, you can go right ahead. Hey, I'm going to stay in here and listen to Pastor Rhonda preach. I'm going to stay in here a little longer. I'm going to get something new. Come on, Debbie. That's right. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. You should just call everybody here and say, hey, let's just go to Golden Corral. They got a gr oh, they got the steak. Oh, got this gravy and mashed potatoes. I remember I'd sit in church service with people and they would do that. Oh my God. They'd be sitting on the front row going. I'd be like, all right, I got, I got another one back here. I got another sermon back here. Let's, let's do that one. Bye-bye. See you at Golden Corral. Y'all go on. I hate that, man. I know it's funny, but I hate that. And people, and people who have a problem with church have a problem with people like that. They come in and go and treat God like, like, like it's just whatever. Like, I'm going to come in here and just do my thing. I'm going to come in and get my thing, and then I'm just going to leave. Right? I don't determine when I leave his house. Right? He lets me know. Right? And if he's still here and he's still doing awesome things, I ain't just going to walk out. Huh? I ain't just going to walk out on him. Come on, he's healing, he's touching people. Karen would be the last person out of the church. The last person. And if there's anybody who needed to be the first person out, it needed to be her. She was the last person. I mean, she talked to everybody. She prayed with everybody. If there was people in the altar, she stayed and prayed and worshipped. Treat God like just come and go. Huh? Come on, we got to wake up. Our little coming and going ain't going to change the earth. Our little coming and going, our little sit down and get a little word, ain't going ain't gonna to usher in the third grade awakening. Oh, you look good today, and you look happy, and you did a little, did a little more in worship. Huh? That's great, huh? God's excited. No, man. man it's going to take people who are so desperate for him and so absolutely hungry for him for him to really come like, he's, like he wants to come. I don't care if you're 12, 32, 92. Man, you are here for a reason. And that reason is to usher in that third grade awakening. It's happening, man. It is happening. And you can be the little churchgoer who can't wait to get out at 12, or you can be the person who gets up on Sunday mornings, gets a little prayer and gets a little worship in, right? Comes ready and running for Jesus. It's probably one of the most powerful things I ever heard Pastor Tim say. Well, he said, if Jesus was sitting right here, 
on his throne, on this platform, there's no telling what the worship would be like. But isn't that the reason why we're here? I'm telling you, friend, that's the reason why I'm here. I love every single one of you to death, but I love him more. Huh? Come on now. Come on, we'll get up 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning getting a deer stand. I'm talking to myself. You want to come in here like this, like, yeah, I just didn't sleep very good. Just need a rest. Sit down. Come on, he deserves more than that. He deserves more than that. Come on, you show up in his house and you just kind of piddle around and you just ready to leave. That's disgraceful. That's disrespectful. Huh? I invite you over to my house and you're doing this number like. Do you need to go somewhere? You need you can go. Right? I wonder how that is that is that how God is? Huh? Oh, you got somewhere you need to be? Well, I mean, go right ahead. All right. He's worth more than that. So much more than that. Man, it isn't a youthful thing. Man, it it isn't a Pentecostal thing. It's not a denominational thing. It's just a, it's just a God thing. I mean, I mean, when you get a hold of Him, we were worshiping Wednesday night, and I didn't even want to stop. You know what I'm saying? Courtney's trying to do transition. I just kept playing. <laughs> I just didn't want to stop. I looked at Sarah afterwards. I was like, I could have sang on. I mean, we could have worship all night. We could have just worshiped all night. That is the kind of attitude when we step into this room. That's the kind of attitude we got to have. That's what we got to have. And I'm not just quiet just because I don't know what to say next. I, I'm, I, I'm being a little silent because I want you. I want this to get deep on the inside of you. So like next Sunday when we come to this place, it's the greatest service we've ever had. And it isn't because of who's preaching. It isn't because of who's leading worship. It's because we've come to glorify the Son of the living God. Sarah had something awesome to say after, after youth camp. She said, the reason why the youth group gets so excited and God does such incredible things, incredible things at youth camp, especially last year's youth camp, because the kids come with expectation. They know something is going to happen, and they can't even comprehend it, and they're almost kind of scared. Like, oh, God. I'm going to go to youth camp. It's going to be awesome. I don't, I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready. If we had that same expectation... On a Sunday morning, huh? January 9th, it's just whatever, huh? It's just another Sunday. Not to him, huh? Not to him. You think he's like on his calendar going, man, I just can't wait for Christmas to come right back around. I like that one. That's my birthday. 
That's a good month. God's going, if it means enough to you, I'll send my glory. If it means enough to you to make that kind of adjustment, I'll give you my glory. So the question is, it's, it's not whether or not he's going to send it. It's whether or not we are willing to make that adjustment. I'm talking about every single person in this room. We've got to be willing to make that adjustment. Chris, if you don't mind, or Josh, don't mind coming and playing for a minute. God is good, amen. And I just want to—I just want to make a little altar call. And this is this is kind of different, but we can go ahead and stand to our feet. I want to do something kind of different. Let's just bow our heads and just kind of meditate on the Lord. We're not in no rush, right? Come on, let's just meditate on who God is. Every single person, I just want you to just think about the goodness of Almighty God. And don't you think, don't you think of a dictionary? Don't you think, don't, don't think, don't think of what someone has preached or what someone has said. Come on, I want you to think about God and who He is. In all of his glory, A.W. Tozer said, The worst thing you could ever do is think wrongly about who God is. person who is ever going to give you a pure perception of who God is is Holy Spirit and right now I just invite you Holy Spirit just to begin to just speak to us Lord about who you are And I want you today just, I'm going to open up the altars, and I want you today, if if this is you, and you want to make a commitment to knowing God more in a new and fresh and incredible way, you say, you know what, I think I've gotten some things wrong. I want you to just come to these altars, man. That's you. 
you say, you know, I, 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 need, I need God to do some things in me so that this moment on, I think rightly of who he is. talk to him and if you're worrying about what's going to happen next you better believe it's going to be him who happens next different it may be unusual that's how God is man you can't have it mapped out you can't have it already scheduled out come on let him speak to you like he's always been wanting to speak to you Lord we just pray right now that what you're doing in this church, what you're doing in every single mind and heart of every single home that is represented here, God, I pray that you would begin to send your glory. I pray that you would send your glory to their homes, to where they're at. pray that when, when we drive to work, we would sense you. When we're at work, we'll sense you. When we're doing the things that life demands of us, God, we would never, ever disconnect from who you are. And God, we refuse to be a people who just sit back and wait but God we'll be a people who step forward who begin to understand who you are who seek you who don't just think my learning days were in college but God we would always have that mindset of a student to study you to seek after you to learn from you Whatever you want God to do, come on, I want you to just begin to open your, open your mouth and just begin to ask Him.
in a rush. We are here for you, Jesus. is for you to know him 
It's for you to know him. of Almighty God. 